Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Weird Wednesday podcast. It's Tori. This week, we are going to be talking about Project Bluebeam. I kind of knew this more as the New World Order, but come to find out, they kind of go hand in hand. So this week, we talk about what that is. We talk about the different steps to this project. And of course, we always bring it back to God's word. So we hope you guys enjoy this one. We are going to be updating you as just different things start to develop over the week specifically about this topic. So be sure to be following us on Instagram at the Weird Wednesday podcast and YouTube also at the Weird Wednesday podcast. If you guys have things that you see come up, email us. My email is Tori, T-O-R-I at weirdwednesdaypodcast.com or Tina at weirdwednesdaypodcast.com. Again, thanks for being here. We hope you guys enjoy this episode. And as always, stay weird. It's Weird Wednesday. Another one. (laughs) We're back. Back again. Uh, Guess who else is back? For those watching on YouTube. Bob. And he's fully clothed. We, I had to dig for a shirt that would fit him. He is buff. This is my oldest son's button-down flannel. I was going to say, did you get any complaints? Is that why he's dressed today? <laughs> no, I didn't. I just thought it would be fun because, you know, he was a little bare last oh. week. <laughs> he was so, so bare. <laughs> so he's in a flannel. He's playing the oculus he even has the little remotes in his hand (laughs) oh my gosh i didn't even notice that before yeah yeah (laughs) we went all out we actually my younger son and i tried out a couple of different outfits on him and this is what we landed on we already have another one planned for next week (laughs) so um we decided on a little disclaimer we are recording way later than we normally do we are later (laughs) yes we're we are usually wrapped up and done by now Mm -hmm. all right so what is weird this can go one or two ways (laughs) i can either go the route of funny or i can go the route of more serious Hmm. let's let's do funny okay i'm glad you picked that one because Because it's really good. (laughs) Well, and I feel like, you know, the rest of the podcast will be a little serious this week. Probably. Yeah. I don't know for sure. Maybe not. And maybe that'll even be more on brand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So this is going to be kind of a vague story because I don't want this to get tracked anywhere. But this. (laughs) Like traced back to anyone in particular. Exactly. Is that what you mean? So. Yes, that's what I mean. Uh, so I heard this story from somebody who <laughs> um, a friend told them the story about somebody that was pulled over and this person was from the Pacific Northwest, specifically Seattle. And all I have to say is Neff said and this so he he gets pulled over and he has like a crossbody bag and he has a knife attached to the crossbody bag and so they had asked why do you have this and he said well being from the seattle area you don't ever know what you're going to run into that day so i'm always prepared and he had very long hair and he said, like this, and he pulls out an ice pick from his ponytail. What? He had an ice pick in his ponytail? He had an ice pick in his ponytail. And so the officers were like, whoa, 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 buddy. And he's like, oh, no, no, I'm just saying, like, if I ever get in. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Another disclaimer, like, don't ever do that. <laughs> that's incredible. That's even, I, you know, I was thinking, that's even better than my mom's story. Because she used to walk miles to work for fun. 
And um, she would put her keys in an umbrella in case she needed to, like, whack someone. This mm. is, like, ice pick in the hair is better than keys in the umbrella. That's when like he went into level. detail of what it was, the purpose of it was, was that he said, I'm just going to pretend like I'm putting my hair in a ponytail and then grab Shank. <laughs> grab Shank. Step yes. one. Pony. Step, Step two, grab, grab. three, shake. <laughs> That's amazing. <sighs> See, I'm happy that you did share something funny because mine is a little bit more serious. Maybe not weird. It's on topic from last week from our near-death episode. And I was really moved by the messages that we had been receiving. As always, I'm amazed at the conversations that came up during the week in regard to death and just how it's impacted people. It feels like such a blessing Mm -hmm. to be able to do this. It also gave me some thoughts that I wanted to share. So after we released our last episode, a friend of mine had lost a family member and um, they brought up a really good point that as believers, death is kind of hard to process it's kind of weird because there's the expectation of how you're supposed to handle it as a believer Mm -hmm. I think that and I experienced this as well after the loss of my mom that we're kind of expected to take it in stride Mm -hmm. oh they're with Jesus now Mm -hmm. which is so true Mm -hmm. which is so true but it doesn't take away from it being sad right That's what really hit me after my mom passed is I was like, I know she's not in pain. I know she's not suffering. I know that she's with Jesus, but I don't feel Mm. happy about it. I don't feel thankful Mm. in this moment. And uh, truly, I didn't for about six months. Mm. I kept waiting for myself to get there. And so there's there's this very real kind of Christian expectation of how to deal with death and were those of us who have experienced the loss are left to try to navigate the sadness, like you said, that comes along with it. And it reminded me of my favorite professor from my undergrad, Dr. Skith. He always said, God gave us negative emotions for positive reasons. And that's how I view grief. It's how we process a loss. It's a way to purge the wrongness of losing a loved one. And I say that it's wrong because as spiritual beings who yearn for eternity, I feel as though our spirits knew that we were never created to experience death. Mm -hmm. And so how wrong it feels here on this earthly plane to be torn apart and separated from someone that we love. Mm I really wanted to say that we can probably learn and grow as believers on how to support one another. That, yes, um, we know in our heads that our loved ones are with Jesus and they're in the best place possible. Like they've actually arrived home, right? Mm -hmm. We're not quite there yet, Mm -hmm. but they've actually arrived while also supporting one another and recognizing that. These negative emotions are there for a positive reason because we cannot hold on to those things. Mm -hmm. Another thing Dr. Skiff said is if you don't make the emotional payment when it becomes due, you'll pay for it later. Man, that man is smart. (laughs) And I feel like that's what we get to do in experiencing grief and supporting one another in grief is that emotional payment that becomes due. It is necessary to purge it get it out of your system experience it um, because that's our only choice while we're here on this plane we don't get to skirt by you know the consequences of sin Mm -hmm. that's one of them Mm -hmm. death and separation so i just wanted to say that that was the thought that i had this week and um, i think it's important to mention in relation to believers and how we experience death yeah thank you for sharing that i think that's really good a good perspective from the other side of it so this week we are talking about project bluebeam 
because it was one of the topics requested. I'm going to tell you what, I thought I knew what Project Bluebeam was, but it's so much more. Mm-hmm. Once I really looked into it, it's so much more than what I thought it was. I didn't know this under the name of Project Bluebeam. I knew mm-hmm. it under the other name, which is the New World Order. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, my husband and I are moving. And so we've been looking at different churches in the area that we're moving to. And one of the pastors, we were listening to his sermons, one and then the one the week after that, he mentioned the New World Order mm. because of the scripture he was reading. He was tying it into, and this is what they're kind of planning for where we're at now. And I was like, oh, I think we yeah. found our church. <laughs> yeah. Good for him because some churches won't, mm-hmm. won't do that. So this isn't the first time I've heard of this type of uh, – it's not even a theory. It's really what's going to happen. I mean, all the signs are pointing to it. It is It is classified under a conspiracy yes. theory. Yes. Yeah. Just to be clear. That is yes. the classification. However, we will prove to you that this is <laughs> truth and fact. What I thought was interesting, too, is that um, when I was looking up Project Bluebeam, the thing that kept popping up, because there was maybe the first two searches that had this correlated to actual Project Bluebeam. The rest mm. of it was Project Blue Book, which is what they call the UAP program within the government. Mm. And mm-hmm. I was thinking that seems very correlated. I thought that was very interesting. It could be like Project Blue something. Mm-hmm. And then the main sections. project. And then like <gasps> subsections could be Blue, be- Blue Beam, Blue Book, Blue, book. Mm. Blue... Color, <laughs> Blue Food. Blue car. Blue phone. Blue island. Ooh, blue island. So I just thought that I wanted to say that because I felt that that seemed significant, we shall say. Mm-hmm. So I went on the socials, as you, Tina, would call them, and mm-hmm. found an official Blue Beams Instagram page, which I will have drop that on the references who runs it why is it official when you say official i'm like does nasa run this like why is it official um it's official because it says it in the title <laughs> i mean they have 103,000 followers that i think says something okay so i found um an official what they call official project Bluebeam instagram page but i really was going on there just to see if they had a condensed version of what it was because mm-hmm. the different resources that I was looking into, it was pages of information, which is great to look into yourself if you want more detail about it. But for the sake of a podcast episode, I felt like a condensed version would be the best. The first part of it says Project Bluebeam explained mass control project. And It says it would be designed to mark the beginning of a new world order conceived as a single planetary government, a single army, a single religion, a society without cash and with the population controlled by microchips connected to a central computer globalization taken to system, but rather they would be the executors. So just want to highlight one thing really quick. It says that uh, the population is controlled by microchips. I also just wanted to mention that there was a tweet today that Elon Musk himself posted. I will read you verbatim what it says. The first human received an implant from at Neuralink yesterday and is recovering well Initial results show promising neuron spike detection. Mm. Let's let that settle in for a second. So tell me why this, for us, would be more than just a theory. So this goes into step-by-step. I can just walk through that really quickly. There's five steps. The first step would be the destruction of all archaeological knowledge. 
According to the theory, it would be about orchestrating earthquakes and other natural disasters in an artificial way. This says with the help of technology such as H-A-A-R-P. Mm-hmm. I am not familiar with that. Are you? Um, yes, HARP, working in conjunction with the U.S. Air Force, I believe. That's an entire podcast in and of itself. It's been in the conspiracy theory realm for quite a while. Okay, so it says, according to the theory, it would be about orchestrating earthquakes and other natural disasters in an artificial way in certain precise locations around the planet, which will reveal supposed archaeological evidences that will be used to discredit all the fundamental religious doctrines. Mm -hmm. That's significant. You know, I think back to uh, this women's bible study we were doing back when and it's actually when you lived here and we were doing revelation Mm. and Mm -hmm. i can't even count how many times we mentioned that in order for the new world order you cannot have fundamentalists anyone you can't have fundamentalist Mm. christians um, muslims any religion fundamentalism has to go out the door and so when i read that that's what i thought Mm -hmm. of and i'm like of course of course we already knew this well, and I think it's important too to say, I mean, you'll see every single step is all directed towards theology mm-hmm. or doctrine, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which got to make note of that. So the second stage says the planet will be subjected to a gigantic space show. Three dimensional holograms would be part of this stage by laser projections in different parts of the world with a different image depending on the faith of each ethnic group. This new, in quotations, image of God would speak in all languages and would also be proclaimed before the nations imposing a single religion, a single type of currency, a single ideology, thus creating what we would be called what we would call the new world order. Do you remember seeing that video of I think we reposted it on our on the Weird Wednesday Instagram? I think it was a repost from the confessionals podcast. The one that had the hologram. Oh, right. In the sky. There's been quite a few of those popping up. It's mind blowing to say the least. The types of images that they're able to create with this holographic Mm -hmm. technology. And I find it interesting that they. I feel like if you don't look into these kinds of things or these things aren't brought to your attention it wouldn't really be something that you would even notice Mm -hmm. because they even posted that video that I had sent to you where they had the lion because, you know, the lions versus the 49ers was a couple of days ago or yesterday. Mm -hmm. And they had that hologram in the sky. That was a lion eating a 49er symbol. I think those were actually drones either way. I mean, they're it's like grooming you into this kind of technology the visualizations seeing those types of things in Mm -hmm. the sky Mm -hmm. i wouldn't even i didn't even notice that that was drones like how can Mm -hmm. you fully know unless you're like it says it or you know anything about Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. there was one it was an advertisement in the sky for a video game i and i believe i sent that to you a couple weeks ago and it was just (gasps) yeah it it was that woman's face in the sky and i can't remember what she uh does But I was floored by the images, truly. I mean, the images are just mind-blowing in and of themselves. The fact that we can do that and project those types of images. But you have to realize in the direction that the world is going and that this technology is ultimately a weapon, that eventually they're going to be able to make it look realistic. As in, you Mm -hmm. cannot tell that it's artificial. Mm -hmm. Versus the video game ones, as magnificent as they are and fantastical, you can still tell that it's it's an image, a projected image. Mm-hmm. Step three would consist of an electric biodirectional telepathic communication. Waves of very low and extremely low frequency mm-hmm. uh, would locate human beings through their brains, making each person believe that their own God would be speaking to him from within himself. And then it goes on to say, 
this message would be created meticulously using a database that stores a huge amount of information about the culture, ideology, politics, customs, and languages of each country. This technology also allows the generation of an intel intelligent dialogue, in quotes, between the sender of the message, in this case a supposed deity, and the recipient of the message, the human, since said telepathic communication instantly analyzes the thought of the recipient, which it would make him see that he's speaking with a deity and not receiving a programmed and canned message. That's the point in my notes where I wrote asterisk, Neuralink. I mean, okay, so let's just think about what you would need to do that. So you would need people to desire this Neuralink stuff, any type of technology like that, any kind of chip, because, you know, they've been talking about it for a really long time. They're going to make it sound super cool and they're going to show you how fast someone processes information or, you know, but have no mistake. It's it's transhumanism. Mm -hmm. This is like post-human mm -hmm. stuff. OK, so we need people to mm -hmm. accept that. Secondly, we need a large infrastructure of intelligent computers we know that the more we utilize artificial intelligence the smarter it gets and everything out mm -hmm. there is ai you see it over and over and over again so we're going to need some sort of large-scale artificial intelligence infrastructure is it happening i don't know or be on the lookout for that because that's needed right to be able to do something like that. Mm -hmm. Kind of crazy. I had a couple thoughts about it. One, I thought of what else would make somebody desire or long for this deity speaking to them. And I think of the pandemic and how all of us were isolated for literally years and just the crisis that that created emotionally for people and I can see how they will add some kind of pandemic global pandemic again to get us to let them do these things and honestly for them to be able to break the constitution because they've already tried with the last one and I can just see that they it was almost like a test run for what is to come and then the second thought I had was hmm that sounds so much like the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. this artificial version of what believers already have you already have access to the Lord you know you already have access to a deity to the God not just through the Holy Spirit, but his word. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then here you have, again, like I said, every single step is just an artificial version of what you already have as a believer. And how true is it for us as believers to really be in God's word in, in communion with the Lord so that when these things do come up, you can tell the difference between the two. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and everything that is within Project Bluebeam is artificial. It's, you know, and then mm -hmm. what it leads up to later. I don't want to skip ahead of where you're at. So the fourth stage would consist of universal supernatural manifestations using electronic means. It would aim to convince the entire human race that they are at the gates of an alien invasion, a.k.a. Project Blue Book, in every major city on earth, the object of this maneuver would be to push governments to use their nuclear weapons. In addition, Christians could be made to believe that they are attending the phenomenon known in the Bible as rapture, which consists in the ascension of good souls to the kingdom of God remaining on earth. And the goal of such an event would be to get rid of any significant opposition to the new world order. So in layman's terms, it's them manipulating technology in order to create chaos in all facets. Right. 
So in addition to them man manipulating technology, you also have to consider what will be going on spiritually, right? And mm -hmm. this whole plan, if it is part of the enemy's plan, which I fully think it is, it only makes sense that there will be a supernatural aspect to it as well. And when I think of chaos and the chaos that step four, all these steps create, but specifically step four, I can only imagine what it will be like when technology is malfunctioning. Who even knows, man? We have technology touching every single part of our lives. But on top of that, also whatever kind of demonic oppression um, attacks could be happening during that time as well. That's where my mind went. Well, my my theory of what quote unquote aliens or these UAPs that people have now the government is now saying is actually happening is, you know, we've talked about that before, just demons presenting themselves in a specific way. And so for them to make an artificial, I mean, they're saying that it's going to be artificial electronic means to make it look like there's an alien invasion. But a part of me kind of wonders, is it really going to be artificial or is this going to be like, right. you know, actually happening but then people are going to take it as okay yeah use these nuclear weapons that you have and then yeah and then you're gonna go into believing in this new world order that that's exactly what this world needs mm -hmm. and so then the last and final step is there would be a mixture of electronic and supernatural forces huh the waves in parentheses frequencies which this is so interesting how it's all coming together with the things that we've been talking mm -hmm. about. God is just so good doing something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it says the waves in parentheses frequencies used at that time would allow supernatural forces to travel through optic fiber cables, coaxial cables and telephone lines to penetrate all electronic equipment and devices that by then would all have a special microchip installed. The object of this step would be the materialization of ghosts, Raz, and Poltergeist to push the entire population to the brink of suicide. Or I'm sorry, Poltergeist. To push the entire population to the brink of suicide. The power held by the world elite so far is falling apart. Day by day, they are losing influences in the future of events. Wow. And ultimately, so... I can't remember if you said this already, so I'm just going to say it on the back end. Um, there was this book in 1994 by Serge Monast. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, um, but he's the one who published Project Bluebeam and kind of brought this information to light. And what he was saying is that NASA is working with the UN, the United Nations, to implement the new religion, the Antichrist, the new world order. And what all of the all of these steps culminate to, it is a, is an artificial second coming, which mm -hmm. is what leads to the control of all the people. Mm -hmm. And the purpose of all of this, according to him, but also what we see in the Bible, which we'll get to, is again total control. Um, to but to also abolish any other religion, abolish any national pride, and it's to, you know, incorporate a new world identity, a new world religion, and you know this this world pride. Mm -hmm. I guess you can say. The entire time I was thinking of the or I was reading about Project Bluebeam, like I said, it was. It's a much larger theory, or it has a, a lot more aspects to this theory than I had originally realized. And my initial thought was, well, gosh, it is just so blatantly obvious. I mean, can it be true because it's so blatantly obvious? You know, I it like that caused me to be a little bit more hesitant because I felt like it was so in my face. However, the more I thought about it, I was like, of course it's obvious the right. lord has already told us what's going to go down how he's going to handle it he's warned his followers 
his beloved children, the body of Christ. And so, of course, it makes sense that we would catch wind of the enemy's plan that perfectly aligns with what the Lord says is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I know you you would think that they put like a little more effort. But... <laughs> well, I think that they did do a really good job of hiding it for quite a few decades. This transhumanism right. stuff has been going on since mid-century, last century. You know, we're not obviously because we're not. Right, right. But it, I mean, it's been, well, in the government, transhumanism mm-hmm. has been going on since Genesis 6. <laughs> Right, right. (laughs) Which Mm -hmm. only lends credence to it being the enemy's plan. Okay? Exactly. As always, you guys will hear my pages flip. I just, I'm not really a digital Bible person. I like to have Mm -hmm. it, which I'm not that way about all books. I love my, I have a Nook and a Kindle, and I love them, but that's neither here nor there. So you're going to hear my Bible pages flip. So the first section that I had thought of specifically to, let's see, step two of the holographs coming. It brought me to Matthew 24, starting in verse 23. Truly, every single chapter that I'm going to talk about is so loaded and you're going to, you may think, why didn't she talk about this? Why didn't she bring up that? Because we don't have enough time in one podcast. <laughs> okay. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to try to hit like the main points and truly maybe the Lord will turn this podcast into a whole revelation study and time study. Who knows? But for now, just know that I'm, I'm going to be, try to be very concise with the verses mm-hmm. that I'm sharing. So Matthew verse 23 said, or 24 verse 23 Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there he is, don't believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. See, I've told you beforehand, so if they say to you, look, he's in the wilderness, do not go out. If they say, look, he's in the inner room, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. And you know what I really liked in relation to what we just read about Project Bluebeam? What stood out to me when I read this verse again is how it's going to happen all over the world, different places, different people, different deities. And Jesus says different scenarios. Hey, look, if they say he's in the upper room. Hey, look, if he says he's in the wilderness. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like he was basically telling you they're going to make it specific to wherever you're at. Like Mm -hmm. he's covering all his bases. It could be. Interesting. I know that had never really stood out to me until like today. That's just it kind of added another layer. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then verse 42, I just want to read it really quickly. Therefore, hey, guys, this is all of us. Stay awake for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. The main part of that, stay awake. Eyes wide open during this mm-hmm. time. Right. I want to share the verse that the Lord put on my heart because I feel like that ties into these ones that you're sharing. Yeah, do it. Um. My husband is in the book of James and I was telling him about something that a friend, our friend of ours is going through and um, kind of correlated to just the profession that I'm going into. And he used this scripture to encourage me, but I also was thinking about this at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's relevant to what we're talking about, but it's James one. I'm reading through the, Christian Standard Bible, verses two through four. It says, Consider it great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And my husband kind of went into a deep dive into what, you know, different specific meanings mean. And he, his 
revelation with that scripture was he always took that as it's trials that build your faith. But really what it's saying is all the more, why it's all the more important to what, because what builds our faith is by hearing and seeing, you know, and being in God's word and knowing God and the, the importance of having that, that basis of faith so that when you're going through trials, you can count it as joy. You can walk through it. And it says, count it all as joy when you fall into, when you fall into various trials, that's in the King James, new King James version. And he was saying, because trials will happen gradually sometimes, you know, and it doesn't seem, it's not just like you're thrown into it. Each trial that we go through is kind of one into another into another but how important it is that when we are building our own faith before trials that it helps us to endure these things to be able to count it as joy because it becomes a testament to the lord and our faith Mm -hmm. and i thought about this whole thing and how I felt like that's such an exhortation to us believers in this time when this type of project is being produced to be in your word, to spend time with the Lord, to build on your faith in before these trials come so that when they do, you can count it as joy. You can endure it. Mm. You can come out of it. Perfect. Lacking nothing Mm -hmm. incomplete. And the only way we're going to get through these things is the Lord. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so I was really, really blessed by that because not only just with what he was talking about that with me in that aspect, but in this aspect, I felt like God was giving us believers hope and a reminder, even what you were reading in Matthew, this reminder of stay awake, mm-hmm. stay alert. I mean, mm-hmm. think of that verse, stay alert, because the enemy is like a roaring lion. He's out there ready to, you know, destroy us. Devour you. Yeah. He's yes. prowling. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. And and with those trials, the way we get through those is always to remain in worship of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I think about that, the... Um, trials that I've come across in my life and, you know, it hits you really hard. The only thing that ever gets me through them and better on the other side is worshiping the Lord. Thanks for sharing that. I loved that. Yeah, it's so true. What were you, what else were you going to share? What else did it make you think of? So I went to Revelation, of course, you know, they're talking (laughs) about... (laughs) The New World Order. Hey, guys, let me just say this, okay? If you have been bashful of reading Revelation, do it. It's one of my favorite books of the Bible because, number one, there's a blessing attached. If you read it aloud, if you hear someone read it, you're automatically blessed. Congratulations. I'm about to do that to you. (laughs) You're about to receive the blessing. I know. (laughs) Blessings. But also when you do read and you, you just take a dive into it, none of these things that we talk about are going to seem surprising. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it kind of removes the fear because it's not unknown Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one of the main reasons Revelation is one of my favorite books is because you have to dig into the rest of the Bible in order to interpret and understand Revelation. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. just Daniel. You have to Mm -mm. go all over the Old Testament, all over the New Testament to gain understanding of what Revelation is about. And it's a magical Mm -hmm. journey, guys. I'll tell you that right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So don't be bashful. (laughs) It's really, really great. So again, um, I'm trying to be concise with what I'm sharing. And so, yes, I know that there's a lot jam-packed into these chapters, but if it's the Lord's will, we'll we'll get to those other parts eventually. So uh, the main part is in Revelation chapter 13. It talks about the beast rising out of the sea, and it describes the beast similar to what is in Daniel chapter 7. Uh, and then it says, starting in chapter 3, and I read the ESV, guys, just so you know. One of its heads seemed to have a mortal wound, but its mortal wound was healed, and the whole earth marveled as they followed the beast. 
and they worshipped the dragon, for he had given his authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast, and who can fight against it? The dragon is the enemy, um, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Satan, a.k.a. Lucifer, and the first beast will be a political figure, the dictator, our last political figure here on Earth. And it says, if you'll pay attention, uh, rising out of the sea, in scripture, the sea represents the nations. And if you recall, the United Nations, I mean, again, that correlation, I was like, man, verse five, and the beast was given a mouth uttering haughty and blasphemous words, and it was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months. It opened its mouth to utter blasphemies against God, blaspheming his name and his dwelling. That is those who dwell in heaven. Also, it was allowed to make war on the saints and conquer them. And authority was given it over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all who dwell on earth will worship it. Everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the lamb who was slain. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. That's my, (laughs) like one of my catchphrases of this podcast. (laughs) If anyone has an ear, we all have ears, let him hear. But it's still a choice. That's mm-hmm. that's the heavy part is mm-hmm. it is a choice to hear mm-hmm. what the Lord is is revealing to us. So I'm not mm-hmm. done. We're moving on to chapter or excuse me, verse 11. This is the second beast. Starting in verse 11, it is the other part of what we were talking about with a one world religion so this is the religious leader then i saw another beast rising out of the earth so that is believed to be from the middle east this religious leader will come from it had two horns like a lamb imitating the messiah Hmm. so the first beast is opposed to christ and the second beast imitates christ imitates a messiah so it and it spoke like a dragon it exercises all authority of the first beast in its presence and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose mortal wound was healed it performs great signs even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of people and by the signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast it deceives those who dwell on earth telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And we've read this on the podcast before. It was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak. It might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. Also, so that's one thing we haven't mentioned about Project Bluebeam is you only have one option. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm to fall in line, you know, take the oath, take the mark, whatever they're going to say it's going to be, that's your only choice, you know, other than receiving whatever consequence they have, which would be enslavement, death, um, or according to them, used for medical experiments. According to the Bible, though, you'll be slain either way throughout any of those consequences. Also, It causes, so this is verse 16 now. Also, it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark. That is the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. And his number is 666. I I don't know that we explicitly said, you know, in steps four, five, that you would be restricted to, you know, buy, sell, trade. Like your life would be completely controlled by um, these figures. Uh, but that's exactly what would happen, and then that's exactly what the Bible says, too. Well, it kind of goes with the stage about when the microchip is put in, mm-hmm. and they control your thoughts, basically. Mm-hmm. They control your canned messages. 
But no, I see how that that whole thing, like the Neuralink and things like that, how it's all going to be correlated. And if the microchips in your brain are going to, you know, give you canned messages and things like that, I can see how that would affect our ability to, like you said, if you don't have that, I I know they're going to use that in some way to verify or allow you to buy, you know, it just survive, just live. Because if there's going to be one currency, if you're not bought into this Neuralink thing, I think it's all going to be within this one thing. I don't think there's going to be money anymore. I don't Mm -hmm. think there's going to be anything like that. I think it's all going to be brought into one thing that they can control. And the only thing that I can think about of all these steps is that specifically is the, the technology that they're going to literally implant in humans that's going to control it all that is how you can control someone how they can be able to be verified and things like that and but you know i want to know what it really made me think of it made me think of when the nazis tattooed the jews in it's like a foreshadowing um, foreshadowing mm -hmm. happens all throughout the bible all throughout history and i believe that too and i think it's important to say that a lot of the work that the nazis did set up programs like project blue brain blue beam to be what it is today that always seems to be kind of something that i think we always come back to is none of this seems new no it all is a different version of something else that has already happened Mm -hmm. but that is leading up to these things that we've been talking about right and i think it's really important to say explicitly that these things are going to happen i think there is a very dangerous dangerous soft serve version of revelation out there that it's all symbolic Mm -hmm. of good and evil in the world metaphorical yeah it's metaphorical it's allegory whatever you whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call it but guys (laughs) so gordy add some cookies and caramel to that soft serve and make it a blizzard like you need to get in there (laughs) and like (laughs) Dig into the substance of of Revelation because... Yeah, the nitty gritty of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is so much more than the soft serve that's out there. And what a, what, what a, how crippling is that to the body to tell them that? Mm-hmm. And how ineffective does it make us? This is what I'm saying. Yep. We see more yep. and more and more how hard the enemy is working. It is blatant and in our face. The church, the body of believers should be working just as hard and even harder, right? How could, I mean, they have, just as one example, Halloween the 31st is, is well known to be a day where spells are cast, which is cast spells, which is gather and in a unified movement, you know, curse God's people and and try to propel their plan what day do believers do that and that's kind of what i was talking about the was it last episode where we were talking about the new adult cartoon that came out and Mm -hmm. how it went into this whole conversation of what are we using our gifts for yeah i mean that's i'm that's the same thing like why are we not doing something about this why aren't we pushing forward an effort for the other side Mm -hmm. especially like you said that's a disservice to the body of christ because you know something that i sent you was the testimony of a pastor who realized i don't even think i was saved because i went through all the motions and what i was told you know you do as growing up in the church or you know he felt called to be a pastor and just checked all the boxes and mm-hmm. really was doing it for his pride. Those were his words. And how humbling he became when he realized it was all for nothing. He counted, the Lord counted all his loss. Like it meant nothing because it was for him, not for the Lord. And right. if we have pastors who are coming out and saying these things, which one, praise God for his faithfulness that he brought these things to his attention. Mm-hmm. But if, I know he's not the only one. It's a sobering thought to think that or to realize, because this is a reality, that there are 
people sitting beside us in church every week who still are not saved. It's a sobering thought, but that it's real. That's true. Right. Right. And I think that's why it's really important that we talk about these things Mm -hmm. and why you (laughs) educate, you have to educate yourself when it comes to this kind of stuff, especially God's word. And like we said, when you really take revelation for what it is and not dilute it, Mm -hmm. none of these things are surprising but also what hope we have in Jesus Amen. through it all. Mm. That brings me to the last verse I wanted to share. <gasps> Perfect. Excellent segue in First Thessalonians because I figured we needed some encouragement after the end of this. I know that the yes, end... A heavy hitter. Yeah, the end times topic can, can be hard to swallow and I think that a lot of times people don't want to see it. They don't want to have ears mm-hmm. to hear. And we kind of give ourselves excuses like, oh, well, my grandparents thought that it was the end when they were alive and they've been saying it forever. Yes, because we are always to be prepared, mm-hmm. right? We are always to be prepared. So I don't really think that that's necessarily a, a bad thing. I think it's... Mm-hmm. I feel so unbelievably honored that the Lord has chosen me to be alive during this time and has said that my purpose was for this season of the world, right? And that's true for all of you listening as well. Mm -hmm. The Lord chose you to be present during this time in history. And Mm. wow, he trusted us to be a voice when the enemy is screaming and kicking so loudly Mm. he placed us here for this time Mm -hmm. that just gives me goosebumps what encouragement first thessalonians 5 says and again this this came to mind because of the topic of end times and the scary things that the world is planning honestly the scary things that the enemy is going to be able to do at some point it says for god has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. And I really, really wanted to end on verse 23. It says, and this is for everybody listening. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. In verse 6 it says, Let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. There's that keep awake thing. I know. And I pray that over everybody listening, over us, Tori, that we would be faithful to that. The Lord has been so faithful to us and will always be. And may we be faithful in not sleeping as others do. May we keep awake and be sober. Stay curious. And stay weird and awake. (laughs) 